Don Antonio Carlos, another incredible stop by Alec Tan, diving to his left to deny Antonio Carlos. Not even. Nope. FC Cincinnati snaps their 14-game losing streak oh, no. with a win. For the Orlando Lions Den podcast, with your hosts JJ, Eddie, Cleon, and welcome Alex to another Brown. edition of Orlando Lions Den podcast. I'm your host tonight, Jason JJ Jose, along with my three sidekicks. We have Cleon. What's happening, Cleon? Man, I'm doing. I'm doing as as good as I could be doing under the circumstances. And then we got Eddie. Considering the result this weekend i am disturbingly optimistic like i don't even know why i'm optimistic but i am i should be less optimistic and more down but i'm not so i i, I am what i am i'm here all right you totally lost me but that's okay and now we got alex <laughs> exactly Ryder. i'm confused too <laughs> i'm not mad i'm disappointed that's all i got uh, that's all you got all right that's Very good. well <laughs> I'm mad and I'm pissed off and we'll talk about that here in a second, but let's first go to our sponsors, our sponsors. We got Tuga landscaping for all your landscaping needs. Get with Tuga landscaping. Give them a call at 407-690-9992. Then we got Leo Gonzalez with accurate mortgage. If you are looking to get a refinance on your home and low interest rates before they get up the skyrocket, get with Leo Gonzalez at, Accurate Mortgage. You can get them on Instagram at Accurate Mortgage Lender. Eddie. We got Field Turf USA, parent company Tarkat. That's a lot of the biggest pitches in the world. Thank you for that. And you got myself for any of your insurance needs. Just reach out to any of us on, on Twitter, Instagram, etc. But that's it. Let's go. All right. Let's get on with the game review of this game of Cincinnati against Orlando City. On Saturday, uh, Cincinnati came in and scored their first goal by Vasquez, put it one nil. Then we had the bear sighting of Junior Urso, who scored the goal to tie it up. And then in the middle of the second half, FC Cincinnati scored the winner again, Vasquez, to make it two to one. And Orlando City then took 20,000 shots and Khan saved them all. I thought I was watching Oliver <laughs> Every Khan. Every single one, bro. Right? Yeah. I thought I was the watching time we did Oliver Khan from the old Bayern Munich and Germany team, but it wasn't. It was a different Khan. We so, got Khan. The wrath of Khan. Yeah. <laughs> we got Khan. We totally got Khan. This guy played <laughs> his best game ever. All right, guys. I want your input on this game. Let me give you mine. Ruan, stop uh, crossing the ball. That's one thing. You can't cross the ball <laughs> ever again. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> can't cross it. Uh, let's see. Kara, stop scaring me because I thought you got injured about two or three times there. 
and everything, but you got to find the beat. You got to be in the box. Yes, you had a nice header, but you got to be in that box. You're big, you're tall, you got to be in the box to, to get those headers in. Or even if you guys cross him low, he's got to be in the box. I mean, there was crosses in there that Facundo was doing and João Montinho was doing, and there was nobody in the box. And another thing I got to find out, I, I, I said it on Twitter, I wanted to know if this is a thing. What's Orlando City's record at playing at 55 degrees or less? I want to know if they can play in the cold. Somebody let me know what the stat is on that for next week. I want to know what the stat is of Orlando City playing at 55 degrees or less. Alex Ryder, tell me your thoughts on the game. I will echo your sentiments a little bit. I'll bring it up more during studs and duns, but Wuhan, man, I think this might've been his worst performance for us since he arrived. And it, I don't think, I don't necessarily think he was detrimental to the overall result, but he certainly didn't help. Well, that's not true. It could have been an, it would have been a one-one draw if it weren't for him getting completely worked on the left-hand side to the point where people are making jokes on Twitter about hitting the gym. But that's—I'm sure he was just having a bad night, and I'm going to be optimistic that this—that he can put it behind him. But it doesn't change. I'm going to come fact. right back to you there, Alex, on that with people making jokes about him not being weak and getting knocked down. Well. In the second half, that same exact play happened. Ruan did it and got a foul called on him. Wow. The that's... same exact play almost. <laughs> now go back to you. Now, yeah, and, and the I will say there was FC Cincinnati knew how to handle us quite a bit in that they got in our heads a little bit and were very physical to the point where there were th- three yellow cards, all three for dissent, which is exactly what you need to do to unravel an Orlando city team. That's given up a surprising goal to FC Cincinnati of all people. So um, the shots were there again. We, we, we gave up way too many shots that maybe could have had a bit more on them, but I, their goalkeeper was also just playing in a whole different plane of existence on Saturday night. And that is what killed us. Like in theory, that game could have been a lot different. Like I was ready to come in and when they scored and then we scored, I was going to say, okay, I'm going to apologize for being the guy that said they're going to win four one and Pedro is going to leak in a goal because, and then we get all the goals in the second half. I, it got worse than that. And we just got worked and they got physical. They put us on the ground. They, they took advantage of mistakes and bad and bad, not even bad, just mediocre defending and gave a a brace to Vasquez and it is what it is. So I don't, I'm not going to hit the panic button yet. A lot of people were very disappointed and rightfully so, but don't hit the panic button. We're three matches into this. We've got a, two-match road trip to really test the fire that we can exist in. And we can talk more during studs and duds, but, yeah. You're right on that, Alex. We we not hit the panic button. And a lot of fans are already hit the panic button. Don't hit it yet. Listen, this already popped me out 
crap that I'm seeing on social what? media. On Facebook. Facebook. Where? It's got to be Facebook. 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 I, want, Facebook. I want whatever those people are smoking. I'm honestly right. convinced that OC Facebook is just another, you know, Russian of like uh, Twitter farm, like Facebook the farm. The, yeah, the, 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 bots. the Russian bots. Yeah. So this poppy out crap that I'm seeing already, please, guys. I think this is the best coach we've ever had. Okay. And second of all, he's taking us already into many promised lands that we've never seen. Please stop it. This is the second game that we outshot Cincinnati. Khan had the best game of his life. Like I said, I thought he was Oliver Khan. And against Chicago, we should have beaten them too. All right. We ended up with the tie. Stop it. And if we come in and we go to Portland and we go to the Galaxy, Galaxy this week in Portland, the following week and we get six points, those poppy out are going to turn into poppy's the man. Eddie, tell me, what did you think? Yeah, I'm I'm with you guys. You know, um, like I said, um, I'm, I'm not worried about what the, the the need to push the panic button. Like I said, I'm weirdly optimistic more than I thought I, I should be considering who we lost to. Um, why? Because we, we had some really good moments. We had some really slick football we played. We had plenty of chances. Oliver, uh, Alec Khan, look at that. I'm mixing them up. Uh, Alec Khan <laughs> went Oliver Khan, Oliver Khan mode for the second time, by the way, I think some backup performance with Atlanta or something. He played well against us. And, uh, you know, this happens all the time. Goalies tend to play good against us. But um, he, he, barring like, especially that Caras, the save on Caras, I mean, that was absurd. And we, we had some nice moments where you saw, you see some of the abilities of the players we brought in. Like, Cara, that was a good give and go. That was a good movement off the, off the center back to get that header. That was smart. Not everyone does that. You know, he's not going to turn and run at people like DK did last year. He's not that athletic. He's not that fast. He's not going to run over people. He, if he's, well, he's going to contribute, it's going to be like that, like a, more of a, a cerebral game where he's reading that run. I don't think DK makes our run last year. It's not a critique on DK. DK is great. DK is have a better career than Kata, in my opinion. But um, it, it's just a different type of player. And that pass from from Bato, and mm-hmm. that Bato we've been talking about. Cleon and myself, we've been defending, and other people talking about. Boy, me, I'm getting texts from like my brother. People like Bato is in the 83rd, third minute. He's out there on that smoke nutmegging dudes, putting a low cross right into Benji. Benji had his Timberlands on, unfortunately, got a heavy mm-hmm. touch, and then then screwed it up or whatever. It happens, but man, he was 83rd minute doing stepovers and megging people. Pato, Pato was a menace this this match. He was great. So, and Fagunda, you saw his quality that crossed to Urso. You know him interchanging, getting behind, slipping behind, and then Urso's finding finding some you know more offense with that more advanced eight role. You know that he's playing, and so that there was some positive. I thought Joao Moutinho had a, had a good good game. He was everywhere. I think on the goal he might have a little tightened up on Jansen, but how many times did, did Joao and Mauricio too? And uh, Cesar win the ball back in our half to keep putting pressure. We had the high possession numbers and high shots because we kept parked. We were parked in their half. That heat map looked like there was one giant team because everything was all in one, one, one half all the time, you know? So, you know, the goals were, were unfortunate. The Mauricio got a little, little, little lazy on that back pass. He didn't have the best game. Um, this, this match, um, a little lazy. And then it, it caught us in a weird transition moment. Lucha's a good player, man. We're going to give him credit. He found a pocket of space right behind Cesar and behind Urso in front of the center backs. We had a numbers disadvantage that pulled Carlos. And then Vasquez made a good run. Lucha put it on the money and nothing Pedro can do. And the second one who ran was uncommitted 
committed. You know, a lot of times he tries to draw a foul there. You, Haji Berry's a grown man. He just can't run into a dude like that. So I think he's trying to draw a foul. I don't know. I think he should have just cut the butt off and cut an angle or held him off to the corner. And then Jansen, I don't think he played it right, but he, he was stuck in a hard spot anyways. I can't blame him for, I can't really dig on Jansen for that. So those two goals, they had what, you know, that they sound like they were dangerous all game. They just, they parked the bus. There were more Cincinnati players in their 18 than they got cheese on Skyline Chili. Like that's how crowded it was. You know, they parked the bus so bad and it was just the most shameful bus parking. And then, then they, they send bear, you know, they send their two strikers. If you look at that goal, there wasn't a, there, I mean, was anybody else from Cincinnati in that vicinity? That's how park that bus was right it was just Vasquez and Barry and um and so you know we did a lot good I know Cincinnati you know has a dance score but they, if you look at the matches they created a lot of chances they got pro in the last one they their coach is a good coach he comes from the Philadelphia system he's going to get players to become better and buy in because that's what Philadelphia that's what Curtin does he takes lemons and makes lemonade and so i you know i don't i'm not one of those people they're like this team hasn't won in this stadium in 40 years who cares these people weren't even alive 40 years ago so i don't care that they didn't win in 14 games for september 11th it's not the same team it's not the same players it's not the same culture okay all that's that stuff matters so to me i don't think right now i don't think they're wooden spoon they don't look like that to me not the first three games i mean maybe the austin game fine but but uh um but I don't think – I think it's still a bad loss. You can't lose at home. And, yes, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. But, but you know, there are losses, and then there are, like, we just got to play. Like, Chicago last year on the road, bad loss, but we didn't look like we were in that at all. This one, we should have won this one if we just put away our chances. All right, Eddie. Cleon, what are your thoughts? Yeah, Eddie, Eddie, just, Eddie just said a lot of what uh, – same same frame that of mine i'm in uh that that game especially watching it back um uh we looked really good bro we looked really good that entire game um completely dominated that game it's it's literally just a matter of their goalkeeper decided to become superman all of a sudden for a game and, and stopped literally everything like we we should have put at least four goals in that and that, and it's not even a question we're just going away and, and not even being concerned. Um, possession was possession looked really great. Like those two goals they got, bro, they weren't even dangerous. Cincinnati wasn't even dangerous. That game. They got, like Eddie said, it was, it was off. It was off a quick, uh, 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 brain far from Mauricio's part, just a lazy back pass, which you hardly ever see. Um, just a lazy back pass. And, and, and he got played in perfectly. Vasquez got played in perfectly on quick transition. We had no time to really set up and defend. and. He he put a perfect weighted pass in the perfect spot right between the two center backs, center backs where where they're trying to close that space up and and that's that's what happened, bro. And 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 the one thing if Juan doesn't get bowled over, that goal probably doesn't even happen. So it's like it's it's all moot. So it's like while while the result was trash, and and you absolutely do not want to lose to Cincinnati. Um, if if we play the way we played minus you know those two mistakes we made um we beat we beat most teams in this league we were so one really two mistakes from a poppy special i'm really not so it's really not concerning it wasn't even poppy special bro like we had we had so many shots on goal we had so many shots that usually would go in um where where he was just making saves that um, frankly he doesn't normally make especially this season 
Um, I know he's 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 a good, you know, underlying statistically goalkeeper and all that type of stuff. But um it, it's it's I'm I'm not I'm not as concerned as I would think I would be for us just losing to FC Cincinnati for, like you said, the team that hasn't won since September 11, 2021. Um, that that it, there was a lot of promising things to take from that game. Um, and while the while the results terrible, it was it was just crazy to me. Like that 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 team we looked really good. Um, Janssen, Janssen, Janssen in attack. It's like a thing this year, bro. Like he's he's very important to our to our attack. It's it's been he's been killing it with with helping us in in possession. Um, the two games he's been in, like we look like a completely different team and just. It's 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 pretty it's I don't know, bro. It's I, I really like I really like what I've been seeing with, with them. We just need to get the ball back in the net and it's going to happen. Those those stops, those shots are not going to continue to get stopped. Um, so uh, that's that's all I got as far as as far as feelings. Like I said, a lot of I got a lot of the same thoughts that he has. So I don't want to sit here and repeat over. Um, but I will say this. I've been saying it this whole time. And and any anybody that's been talking about oh Pato on the bench this that or whatever I've been saying it this this whole time if that man is healthy you do not put a man like that on the bench it makes no sense y'all are out of your minds all right well good I got one in there I know we had we shared thoughts but I got one more like usual so one thing to put in context too we pulled off all those shots and that nice play there was some disjointedness for sure this was the first time this three were playing together Caras was out in preseason got here late Fagunda got here late Fagunda played on the right the first three games the first two matches, he played on the left. Bato played as a striker. He played on the right, which is probably his best position career-wise. And so not only did, did they create all these chances, they did it while all of these different you know, new variables that they had. So you got to grade it on a curve to a certain extent. You know, they're they're going to gel. It's going to take some, some, some time. Yes, it was disjointed, but in context, I think there's a lot to be optimistic about. There's well, a lot of movies yeah. on the... Uh, uh, a lot on this team also, like uh, Cleon was saying with Hanson, you know, going up for, there was a play that, I mean, he took it from a uh, box to a uh, box basically. I, I, I and uh, raid. yeah. And uh, he passed it to somebody. And then I guess they, they passed it when he already put the ball was behind him. But if they would have, I think it was Pato that actually did the pass or somebody else. But I mean, Imagine if that pass would have gone through. He was a one-on-one with the goalie right there, but instead, you know, the ball went behind him. Joel Montino, another one. I saw him more in the midfield area, you mm-hmm. know. He was a lot in the midfield area in this game, you know. And then trail back or Cesar Arajun or whatever you – Arajo. Arajo. We're gonna have like a five minute class at some point. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. For real. Just just Cesar is good, you know. Cesar. Cachete. Cachete is his nickname. Cachete. There you cheek. go. All right. So but even you know, when Juan Montino going into the midfield, Cesar would pull back and play that, you know, that left back position. <laughs> you know, so there's a lot of movement going on and great movement. You know, there's a great movement on this team. And like Leon said, you know, it's it's Sooner or later, those balls are going to go in, and it's going to be easy wins for Orlando City. You see, you see, uh, Janssen, The way we're we're using Janssen in in possession, he's playing almost like a 
the 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 style we're using them is almost like the way you would use like a deep playmaking six, bro. He's like like, 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 what, like what Yuri was like what Yuri was supposed to be doing back there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just just sitting back there, keeping possession, pinging long balls, bro. We're playing through him so much; it's crazy. But with and, that and Juan, we should. Hey, I, I gotta, I, I gotta. All this, all this Juan, all this Juan stuff, bro. Come on. Uh, there was there was a dude in front of me screaming for Kyle Smith to put Kyle Smith down after we went down one goal, like after the first goal. Boom! Kyle Smith. Like, what is Kyle Smith gonna do? What, what, what to, he ain't gonna definitely he, he can't cross with the bro. But he's on, also not, not even, even gonna be in the spaces to begin with. Y'all not yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Look, exactly. Kyle, 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 that's what you told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you could Kyle, Kyle can sense crosses from deep, but the, the best crosses, the dots his eye and crosses T's. That's the best cross you're gonna get from bro, Kyle. Who won? Like Alex said, who won played the worst game. It, you could say arguably. But Juan played the worst game yeah, he's yeah, ever yeah. played in, in Orlando City Purple. But that said, the that said, they didn't stop Juan. Juan stopped no. himself. Juan was in, in yep. spaces all mm-hmm. night long. And then he was in spaces that only Juan's going to get in as far as fullbacks in our team. He's the only one that's going to get into these spaces and being again in these spots. He's not going to pass that bad. He's not as bad as he was that he's not going to play that bad consistently. Like, come on, come on. That's, that's ridiculous. Like he, he's never passed. While he's never been a great passer, like he's never been that bad. This was one of those nights where it's just uh, almost like a basketball player that just goes completely cold uh, or, or like a quarterback that all of a sudden misses literally missing every single wide open. As the yips. It's it's, you can't even call it yips because even a yips is like a over over the course or something. You know what I mean? Like Dom Dwyer had the yips, like he like like he went on for a whole season. You know what I mean? I do not expect Juan to sit there and literally wait. Miss wait, correction. Every single pass. Correction, Cleon. He went on for seasons, not a season. <laughs> Dom's yips. Okay. Go ahead, well, sorry. he like Juan's, Juan's not gonna Juan's not gonna pass that bad consistently. Come on. There was literally you're, everyone jumping off a cliff, bro. Off of, off of literally his worst game ever. Judging him off of his worst game he's ever played for us. Kyle Smith is not. I'm sorry, Kyle Smith's not going to do that. He's Kyle Smith's a great defender, spots. but offensively he's not in those spots. Kyle Smith is a park the bus defender. Yeah, yeah, Smith's a good good player. It's and I'm not, I'm not trying. To, I'm not even trying to rag on make this a rag no, on it's Kyle not thing, that. but. People need to get a grip. Yeah, look, yeah, look, look, nothing. Yeah, it's not the right account, nothing, but who I need to be accounted for in some capacity. So your defense is your shape defensively needs to account for that. And it, and it creates. So look, yeah, Bato had a good game on the right. Part of it was because who was there too. You had to account for him. That gave Bato space to, to do some good cook as well. So they, they, you know, so my opinion, the way I see it is that you could occasionally get a 30 yard cross and you know in Orlando City it's like catnip you know Scott Sutter sending in cross at the cross to a 5'8 Don Dwyer and everybody got like super excited about his thighs and his crosses or whatever and they didn't do anything he got like two assists for like three years it didn't work crosses in my opinion Orlando City fans the the accuracy on crosses is not very high they, someone was telling someone I, I was seeing they were talking about Joao Moutinho crossing where it was 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 bad Joao Moutinho not every cross is going to connect and like JJC 
listen, sometimes God, I wasn't there. And if you're going to kill Mauricio for missing that shot at the end, who passed it to him? Joao did. Who passed it to Pato at the top of the box? Did he try to interchange? He had a heavy touch. Joao did. So just like, let, let's let's get, you know, cross, not every cross. The crosses are a low percentage shot. The, the mistake was crossing in the air that many times to, against a very tall team. That was a mistake. And Huan was making the wrong types of crosses too often. You know, he was he should have gone low more. He should have gone high, you know, when he went low. He should have gone low when he went high oftentimes. So to me, it's this it, it, it's two real choices. No crosses or inconsistent crosses. That's what we got right now on the right. <laughs> I, I would take inconsistent crosses with upside over, you know, over no crosses or one or two uh, a game from, from deep. That's my opinion. Well, Alex. Speaking of um, the last two of you guys, both – Eddie and Cleon are we're talking about people that need to get a grip and we're talking about consistent crosses is a lot of people, like we were saying earlier, were blaming Oscar directly and Oscar in his post game interview on, on the local broadcast, actually they, they asked him if this was a good game to give Cara and Facundo confidence coming into the league. And he said, a better game plan he pulled this on himself and i don't even think that's fair like i love protecting your players after a disappointing loss like that but i don't think that's fair because the only decision that i think he might have made and this was might not even be him we don't know what's in the locker room we don't know what's said on the sidelines is the fact that apparently our strategy all night was instead of trying to work the ball down the middle, which we've had a lot of success with and honestly had our best quality chances of the night came from, but whipping all these crosses. I mean, how many crosses do we have on Saturday night? Does anybody have those? I don't know. There was yeah, so, it was it like, like a million. It was, it was ridiculous. It's, and it looked like that, in the when the game had started, it almost looked like he had written on the chalkboard, chalkboard, dry erase, whatever, and said cross as many times as you can, and just forgot to erase it at halftime. I don't know, or I don't know if that's just what the players are like doing against the defense they were encountering. Regardless, this is not a thing that we should be saying. Oh, it's Oscar's fault. Oscar lost us this game. Oscar didn't lose us this game. If anything, he made sure we stayed in it to the point that we had so many chances that we had to give a lot of compliments to the opposing team's goalkeeper for keeping out five of maybe the best chances we've had all season. All right. Let's go to studs and duds real quickly, guys. Uh, Cleon, your studs and your duds. Uh, my stud, I'm, I'm actually, I'm go, actually going to, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Pato. And Aruhu, because uh, uh, Pato offensively, he was that dude was amazing. Um, and defensively, Cesar was that dude was everywhere, bro. He was everywhere. So uh, those are those are my studs. And uh, Dud, I'm gonna have to go. I'm at, uh, well, obviously, I got to go Juan for this game. But like I said, ease up, people, ease up. All right, my stud for this game was João Mondinho. Uh, like I said, he was everywhere. Um, he even did some nice uh, trickery uh, kicks and uh, <laughs> did a couple of nice moves on a couple of players on Cincinnati. And uh, my dud, of course, 
Move on. Eddie. Yeah, my, my start is going to be, I'm with Cleon. My start is going to be Pato uh, to create a chances that should have been converted. Um, he was he was a, a threat. He his his quality is evident. And then uh, this was this was Juan's one of his just worst games, decision making and execution. It almost seemed like he 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 had he didn't have the legs to finish the shot properly. Yeah. He was yeah. falling down. You know his legs. You know sometimes when someone's shooting bad, they're just not getting their feet under the shot and getting the right lift. It almost felt like that, but the soccer equivalent. All right, Alex. Um, I'm going to be very consistent. I'm going to say Pato, Pato's chances, Pato's overall energy to try and reinforce uh, going down. And even towards the end, he he realized that Ron was having a tough time on the right. So there were times towards the end, you're talking about that, that crazy plays he's making at the 83rd minute. He was coming over to the right more to help Ron use his speed, but still be able to get some competent legs to put in a cross and create a chance. So he had a great game. I I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more of that. I'm hoping that the partnership between him and Cara can develop more and maybe we can give that another chance. Um, and then for my dad, obviously Ruan, I've said a lot about him, so I don't really have much other to say other than that. So hey, hey, oh, yeah. hold on. What is Somebody that? Is what? Girl, Girl Scout cookies again? What? Why do people yeah, keep? Again? Why do people keep interrupting us while we're? Oh my goodness! Us? Don't they know? Let, hold on. Let me go open the door. Let me go open the door and see who's here. All right. So I'm gonna go ahead and let Tesho Akindeli in. He has joined us today. How are you doing, Tesho? I'm good. Uh, it's really good to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you guys. All right. Awesome. Well, we're excited to have you on after the third game, the second, uh, third match didn't go the way we want to, but I thought we, we played well. There was some positives to take away from that. Right. So, okay. so Tasha, a little, I just want to kind of get into uh -oh. it here with you. Oh, so there we got you. Uh, yeah. My light just went out. I think, hold up. <laughs> Let me turn it okay. <laughs> We can start over. Thank you, dude. There we go. It's like <laughs> you got electricity or gas. And gas price is crazy. I think that light bulb went out. I don't know what happened to it. Oh, okay, this light's okay, not as you. good, but I guess you can still see me. Yeah, we still it's see you. Right. Gotta get you on those purple Orlando City light bulbs, right? right. Yeah. yeah got nice. you. So, so Tesha, we you got an interesting background, right? You're born in Canada, Calgary. Um, you 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 went to university, Colorado School of Mines, correct? Yeah, Colorado School of Mines. It's an engineering school, so. I was I was studying to be an electrical engineer before I got drafted. Man, that's awesome. So you took it seriously. You weren't doing one of those like basket weavings or PE. <laughs> no, no, was, no offense to those. Yeah, good, good. Good. You had it. You had. I mean, you 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 were you made it to all the the big you know the big name teams during you know in your division. And I think your last year you were second in the nation, right, with twenty two goals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I was a four time All American. It was a Division two school, but yeah, I was a four time All American. I scored. A lot of goals. I think that's what it takes if you're Division Two. Like a lot of times, Division Two players just get overlooked by the pro scouts. So I think you you have to really have a good career to to stand out. Awesome, awesome. Now, so you obviously stood out. You got drafted in the first round by FC Dallas by our, our current coach Oscar Pareja. Um, some people at the time found it surprising, but you, you know, you got to you paid. You paid you paid it off, right? I mean, you're a rookie of the year, 2014. Yeah. So proved Oscar correct. So give us a little background on that story. I mean, history, you and Oscar, eight, you've been nine years, this is your ninth season, correct? Yeah, this is my ninth season. Yeah, eight of them will be with Oscar. So what what 
tell us a little bit how did that how did he how did he notice you out there in division two how did he uh, how did this whole you know you and oscar thing kind of come about yeah well when, so when i was in college like i went to the colorado school of mines and oscar was the coach of the rapids at the time so my school would uh we scrimmage the rapids like two two years in a row or something like that and there was one year we scrimmaged them and my school beat, it was like, their, it wasn't their starters. It was like, you know, the guys who hadn't played the day before, but we beat them like four to two. And I scored two goals and I had two assists or something like that. And also Oscar was there. And I, so I think that's the first time he like saw me and noticed me. Um, and then also right before the regular combine, like Oscar had still been the coach at the Rapids. And I went to just like a local Colorado, like pre-combine thing. And he was there at that. He saw me. I did, I did really well at that as well. And then, so then he switched to Dallas, saw me at the combine. I scored again at the combine. And uh, so I think I had just been, been making an impression on him probably for longer than people thought. Um, and th I think that's why, like, it was surprising to a lot of people, but I think he, he had seen me more than any, anyone else. So I think to him, it was, it was a good choice and he, he believed in it. I, I hope I, I paid it off for him. Yeah, you certainly did. I mean, you, you came out, you know, came out strong in your first year and made an impact since then. And um, so can I ask you this? So you, you, a lot of players, you know, when world football colleges is more of an American thing, right? Or North American thing where you, you go to college, what you were in Denver at that time already. Right. And you went to school in Denver. What what kept you from like going into like the Rapids Academy or anything like that? I know they didn't really have the same homegrown rules now, but did, did you regret not going right into the academy or going pro earlier? And, or was that, you know, getting the education was important at the same time. Yeah. I think what you said is like, they didn't have the same homegrown system. Like the Academy had just, the Academy started when I was like 16 or 17 years old. And at that time, like I pretty much knew where I was going to go to school already. And you had to pay to play for the Academy too. You had to pay like thousands of dollars to travel a lot. So it just wasn't worth it for me. Um, and there wasn't really homegrown getting signed all the time, the way, the way it is now. So it just, you know, it made sense for me to just stay playing with my team. My dad was my coach actually when I was a kid too. So I just stayed on my dad's team, uh, went to the university, the school of mines and, and that was it, you know, I, and, and I think like me joining the Academy, I would have ended up at the school of mines anyway. So it, it wouldn't really have been a good thing for me to do. Yeah, you just would have cost you extra money, right? Yeah. Saved. And so it wasn't like I like turned down the rapids or whatever, but it was just like, I was in a good situation. And at that, at that time, like a lot of good players did not play in the academy. Probably like half the players didn't join the academy yet because it was so new. And, you know, now you have to play in the academy if you want to be a competitive soccer player. But I was playing high school soccer, and that's just – that was okay back then. How – how I didn't know about your dad being a coach. How, how, how did that kind of form into the player you are now? Uh, I think – I mean, I don't think I'd be a pro without him, like, for a few reasons. One is – he just, he pushed me really hard, you know, and cause you know, he knew I was a good player. He knew I wanted to be a professional. And so he pushed me harder than I would have been able to push myself. Um, just make, you know, making me do extra trainings and stuff like that. He, we had like this hill by my house and I would go like a grassy hill. I'd go out there and like shoot shots and the ball would roll down and we'd be out there, you know, all my friends walking by like, and I'm just grinding training. Uh, but, uh, and yeah, I think also mental toughness. Cause he would, he would like get after me if I, if I wasn't playing up to my potential. And I think that helped prepare me because you know, like say my first year in the league, I was with Oscar and Oscar, he'll get after you <laughs> if you're messing up. But I think I'm able to, to deal with that well and like understand and not crumble in those moments. Like if the coach is screaming at you because you need to do better. And it's partly because, you know, my dad, he got me through that. 
Okay. That makes sense. I always joke about in my career, just being available and coachable, <laughs> got, you know, <laughs> it helps you, you know, that's yeah, it. Just it does, being, it being reliable, right. The best of, you know, ability is being available <laughs> is availability sometimes. Right. For sure. So that, yeah. Now um, you, you, MLS is like, unlike other leagues, right. With Tam, Gam and homegrown and all these different things. Right. So when I, I want to get your opinion as a, as a professional footballer in MLS, what are two things you change about how MLS is run? It could be, you know, for players or just the competition or what are two things you would change? Mm. That's an interesting question. Um, I guess one thing, and I don't know how specifically I would change it, but I think in the league that there's a lot of players probably getting paid, let's say 150,000 and under, or maybe like 200,000 and under. And then there's a lot of players getting paid like 800,000 and over. And there's a pretty big gap in the middle. Like, I think that it would be better for the league to kind of find a way to fill up that middle ground, like pay more people like 400, 500, 600,000 instead of, Cause you just, I don't know. It's like, it's too much of a barbell. Like I think there should be more people in the middle. I don't know exactly what rule they could implement for that, but that's definitely one change I would make. Um, I mean, another change, honestly, that, and they've done it right now. We're getting chartered flights every game and we weren't doing that before. And we have our own hotel rooms when, when we travel and before we had roommates every single time. So I think that those were two really good changes because I mean, if you're on the road all the time, and you're on, you ever like, for me, I have a family, you know, and I want to FaceTime my kids and my wife. If I have a roommate, it's just, it's annoying to them or it's like, it's not good for me. So I think not having roommates on the road is really nice. And I think that uh, charter flights really help you. Like you get back home quicker, you can recover better. I think those are two good changes that we all hope stay for the rest of, you know, MLS. Is that the league doing the charter flights or is that the new owners? Well, COVID, COVID forced the league to do it at first, right? So okay. they forced the league, COVID forced the league to do charter flights and to do your own hotel rooms. And we just haven't gone back yet. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how it goes, though. But now they were here, you know, like players, I think, because some players have been, we've had it for like two years like that. Some play, players would be pretty upset, I think, if they, if they went back on that. It's like, it's kind of the new normal, so. Okay. Well, some positive that came out from COVID, I guess, right? Now, yeah. now Tesha, is there any roommate that's going to listen to this? That's going to be like, hey, I was always your roommate. I didn't know you felt that about me. No. Uh, I mean, my, uh, my, when I was in Dallas, I had the same roommate for a long time. His name is Chris Seitz. And uh, so he's still one of my good friends, but I love you, Chris, but I, I'd rather be in the room right next to you, bro. In <laughs> <laughs> Orlando, you guys like, did you get to pick them or did you, it was like they assigned them or. I mean, cause it was only like one year in Orlando with roommates. Um, okay. And then COVID came. Cause I came in 2019 COVID came in 2020. So uh, I think I was, I was rooming a lot with Will Johnson. So mm -hmm. the, you know, the two Canadians, we were together yeah. and then, uh, and then COVID came the next year. So. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Now we got Alex Ryder. Who's got, um, thanks for answering that, by the way, um, Alex, you got a question, um, yourself, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so you, Eddie's talking a lot about what we can improve for players. Uh, let me ask you this. What do you think that we can do in the U S and in Canada for MLS to bring in the more casual fan into games and to come more than once a year or something. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And it's funny because I was just kind of talking to Hercules Gomez the other day on Twitter about this topic. I think one easy place to start is just to try to market more to like the Latino fan base. Um, you know, like look at, look at Facundo Torres came to our team 
And you got guys that are fans of Pena Roll. Like, were those guys at the games last year? I don't think so. Never. You know? <laughs> yeah, they were not, you know, but then they're all over the place here. So that means that there were people who were serious soccer fans living near our stadium that weren't coming to the games, you know? So I think, I think that the, the league needs to find a better way to directly connect. And I think the Latino fan base is probably the, the easiest to, to market. And especially when you look at just like the makeup of our, of our league, like um, last game when we played Cincinnati, I think eight of our starters were from South America, right? So I, I, if I was the league or teams, I would be just pushing content in Spanish and Portuguese. Of, cause, and even like how often do you guys hear directly from, from some of the Spanish speaking players? I, th- I think it's not enough, you know? And I think that especially the Latino community would, and, and if you guys hear them, it's always through a translator, right? I think it would be good for them to be able to get their voice out in their own words. And I think it'd be good for the Latino community to hear directly from Spanish speaking players who are speaking in Spanish, like no translation, you know, get a Spanish Twitter account, do interviews in completely Spanish. And, you know, and then, and then I'll be on the other side and I'll talk to the English podcast and I'll, you know, like, so we have a big mix of people, let everybody get their voice out there. I, I hope that answers the question, but yeah, that's, that's a good answer. Yeah, that's a great answer. Actually, I, I, you know, that you say that because, you know, Nani with Portugal, you know, uh, you brought a lot of Portuguese fans, sporting Lisbon fans that live in the area from Palm Coast to Orlando to Daytona to even in St. Petersburg. There's a lot of Portuguese communities and they came to the gates, you know, and it was funny because uh, me being Portuguese, I see that I see them with their Portuguese national team jerseys, rooting for João Montinho, rooting for Nani back, you know, last year and two years ago. And they were coming to the game. Previously, they weren't coming to the game. But you get Nani in it, and the same thing like you just said with Facundo Torres, you get these Pinarol fans. I mean, if you look at before the game, I mean, that whole section by the player tunnel where they come in, that was full of your guys from Uruguay that probably never even came to the game, but now they're coming to support, you know, Cesar and Facundo. So you have a great point there, yeah. Tesha. Yeah. And I think like people need a reason to attach themselves to a team, you know, and maybe even like, it would be great for more Spanish speaking, like supporter groups. I know that we have like two great supporters groups, but maybe we could add a third one. That's like Spanish speaking because yeah. supporters groups are, you know, of course they support the soccer team, but it's also like friendships off of the field, I think. So you know, if you can get a Spanish speaking one and some play, some people are just looking for like, why should I support this team instead of the team that my dad supported in Mexico or Guatemala, like where I'm attached to it, like give them a reason to attach to this team, like let them fall in love with a player and his story directly in their language. I think that that would be very helpful. That's a great point, Tesho. And I think football, you know, it's the world's game. It's really about community, how it brings people together. And if when you could you could hear them in your language, you could you could relate to them, relate to their story, maybe similar upbringing. It makes a difference. And and growing up in a, in a Spanish speaking household could tell you that, like you know, Sammy Sosa or baseball players or whatever, they're always on TV hawking something. You know, they they were they're a big part of it. It's there's a lot of pride in Puerto Rican, a lot of pride in our boxers and stuff like that, or baseball players. You know. 
our icons are still athletes oftentimes mm-hmm. and and their their faces are on everything or even egypt with like mo salah they have like mo salah napkins you know yeah. every you and know so it's, like it's, how many egyptian fans started going to liverpool games a lot you know? of liverpool yeah exactly I, the cutest thing behind me in this last match there was a uruguayan kid just in in spanish i could tell by his accent you know he was just he was just telling him you know to cross it in take it away and he i never heard that he was like seven years old it was adorable and his whole family you know it was just like eight of them from uruguay and they were there because of fagundo so that's really we have we have people from all over the world so like i think that you know let each person try to connect with their community for sure and jj you got a, a question go ahead yeah uh so i'm gonna go to your national team to canada you know canada uh, about five, six years ago, a lot of people didn't know what Canada was in, I mean, national football. All of a sudden now you guys are basically in first place in the CONCACAF. Um, Alfonso Davis, Kyle Lawrence, Steven Estacchio, Steven Victoria, uh, Larea, yourself, you've been called up, you know, for the Gold Cup, for the quarterfinals and everything. Where did this come from, Canada, man? I mean, all of a sudden, they're a powerhouse team. I mean, you guys are up there on top of Mexico, and you United States is falling. What what made Canada all of a sudden and into a powerhouse in CONCACAF, which it wasn't about six years ago, seven years ago, when people said Canada, they would say, oh, that's an easy win. But all of a sudden now, it's not an easy win anymore. You guys are in first place. What got you guys to that, that next step for the Canadian national team? I mean, I think that there's there's a few things that just kind of culminated. Um, so it wasn't just one thing. Like maybe some some of it is um, the development in Canada is just getting better over time. Like you see, mm-hmm. just recently they added the Canadian Premier League, so soccer in the country is getting a little bit more popular. There's more money, and you know, so there's there we're developing better yeah. players from the youth level, and I think that you'll see like from now on, like more a steady stream of, of very good players. You're even seeing it with Toronto FC, like some of the guys that they have right now on their team are starting games. They're really good young players. So that's one thing. I think the new coach, John Herdman, has done a really good job of changing the culture of the team, which culture is is completely underrated, I think, in terms of like of what makes a winning team and not. Like people don't people talk about the tactics and the players, but they underestimate the culture. So He's been a, a, had a really good impact on the culture of our team, just like making us believe we're we're one of the big dogs. You know, we're we're as good as mm-hmm. as Canada. We're as good as Mexico. Like we deserve to be there. And another thing he's done is recruited well. Like a, a big part of the national team game is recruiting people who could play for two countries. So and like the U.S. is usually really good at that. You know, they 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 recruit a lot of dual nationals. And I think John Herdman has done a good job of recruiting. Let's say someone like Junior Hoyle who. I mean, he, he was, he's like an EPL quality player and he, he hadn't played for the Canadian national team until he was like 27 or something like that. Because, wow. I, you know, I'm not exactly sure why, but they got him to come in. So, um, Jonathan David, he's from New Jonathan York, David. Right? Yeah. I mean, he was like yeah, born in New York. So like he, I'm sure the U S was calling him and, you know, John convinced, convinced him to play for Canada. So the, you got Steven Estacchio now in Porto, you exactly. know, went to Porto, yeah. it's a big team for champions league and all that. So yeah. Yeah, great so players. The recruiting has been good, really good. Awesome, awesome. And Alex, you got one more question about your tenure here for Orlando City. Indeed. Um, I don't know, Tesho, if you you're aware of this, but with your next appearance with Orlando City, you will be fourth all time in appearances for Orlando City across all competitions. 
That's so, crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so with that, what were you going to say, no, no, go ahead. I was just saying that you didn't know that, did you, Tesha? No, I didn't know, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you will be tied with Joe Bendick for appearances in all competitions. And taking that into mind with uh, this is your fourth year and you've been around the club for a long time, how does it make you feel about the club? And we're talking about culture. How have you seen the culture grow over time, both in the locker room and in the stands? And what is your favorite part about all of that to you yeah i mean i guess i'll just start like big picture with the city of orlando and i I was talking to you guys a little bit before we started recording but i love orlando like i I really do love living here i think it's like an underrated city so many cool people cool places to go the weather's amazing so i i really do love living here just as a person um soccer wise it's it's amazing we have a, a great stadium right downtown you know we have like a nice facility so the soccer wise is good. And then I think you're talking about the culture, maybe, you know, we, we obviously we brought in Oscar after my first year and I, I think he's an amazing coach and, and he's shown it like he got our team to the playoffs for the first time ever. Um, and I think, you know, we've been building, we've been competitive every year. We're looking to kind of take the next step. We haven't really broken, you know, we've been like a good team and we're trying to break through to become a great team, but he's another guy just like John that I think understands uh, the power of the culture of a team and just, you know, pushes that winning mentality onto the players. And it's, it's contagious too, you know, like if your coach is like out here grinding, working hard and like believing in the vision, it's, it's hard not to just like fall in line with that. And Oscar's really good at that. That's, that's awesome. We appreciate that. And we can see the culture. And I think, you know, I, I think that creates and fosters just an environment where, where the fans are behind you because we know there's, it's not a lack of effort. You know, yeah. it's a, the team is, is feels cohesive and everything. So we appreciate that. You know, this is a lot of new pieces, but we, you know, a lot of us here feel, feel real good about who's in. Yeah you know, about that culture. Hey, Cleon, we got some, Tasha, we got some fun rapid, rapid fire questions. Okay. So these are some fun ones. We want to get your, 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 your opinion on here and congrats on the two babies, Tasha. And I want to tell you, I, I have, I don't know if it's official, but it's pretty close. Do, do we have seen a fall off on players when they had their second babies? That's the, I call it the Eddie, the Eddie curse. <laughs> well, how, what do you think? Is that a real thing? Is there some juju out there? Or is it, you, you know, the, the two baby curse or, or no, Tasha? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No way. If anything, we just like, get more dad strength, you know? Like, nice. I'm, I'm I like double it. dad strength up now, so. Yeah, your babies are adorable, too, by the way. There you go. Thank yeah. Thank you. you got it. We need, yeah, to, we, we need to get who want. We need to get who want two babies real quick. So you yeah. don't get hold over. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Man, yeah, dude. How'd you bury, man? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All you right, do, all right. Yeah, that was dirty. All right, rapid fire, <laughs> rapid fire. Uh, okay, Tesho, uh, biggest trash talker in MLS. Man, right now, uh, any any I'm, point in your career, I'm gonna say Beckerman. Honestly, Be- Beckerman wow. was a big, big wow. time trash talker. Oh yeah, he was big. Wow, the, the dreads made him appear like he's some peaceful, thoughtful he's guy. Here talking trash the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> and he's All in the right. middle of the pitch, right? Just talking yeah. trash. Yeah. That, that right. Let me tell you, I I can't remember exactly like the player that did this. I'm pretty sure it happened at Salt Lake. Um, 
This is the funniest trash talking moment of my entire career. Somebody told the ref, they're like, ref, you're having a, a shocker, shocking game. And the ref looked at him and said, you're not doing so good yourself. <laughs> that was amazing. Do you remember oh, what ref God. that was? They, I don't remember. But I does it rhyme like, with, yeah, with, with stencil? No, uh, I don't think. <laughs> oh, I don't God. know. That, that was next level funny, honestly. That was a really good moment. All right. Yeah. All right. Next question. Favorite MLS, uh, favorite MLS stadium to play in that is not Explorer or, uh, or Toyota? In FC FC Dallas. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Portland. I love. Uh, I I just love like their their stadium is right in the city and it's kind of like underground a little bit. It's almost like being in the Roman Coliseum or something. It's because there's big buildings all around you. You're underground. They pack out every game. So I love playing in, in uh, wow. Portland. Oldest stadium in MLS. Right. Yeah, we appreciate that too. The 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 turf there. They're one of our sponsors, so we appreciate okay. that, that um, plug. <laughs> teammate, teammate question. If the entire first team, Orlando City first team, had to be dropped into a into a Hunger's Game style, Hunger Game style uh, tournament to where the last man alive wins, who is the last guy standing? Standing. It's easily Mason. Mason. Really? really? Yeah. Really? Right. Mason, no, yeah, Mason's for jacked, sure. Right? Mason's jacked, like jacked, <laughs> jacked. And he's like a country guy. And like yeah, 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 guy's yeah. out here like driving his truck through the thing. He's like buying land for himself. Like is Mason without a doubt. Wow, that was that was <laughs> Mason's country strong and strong, strong, huh? He wears like, like cargo boots into the facility. Like this guy, yeah, he means business. <laughs> All right. Oh All right. Which one? I didn't know that. That's awesome. So 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 I don't get so I don't get anyone in trouble. I'm gonna ask you which one of your single teammates, single teammates, not married, which one of your single teammates would you not let date your sister? Oh. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know what? We have a lot of good guys on our team. <laughs> I knew I knew he was gonna go with the politics. Yeah, we got a lot of good right. guys on our team. How about not current teammates? <laughs> no, I don't know. Not I don't, 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 don't want to throw anybody under the by bus. Now, bro. Yeah. That's right. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, who wins a skill challenge out of everyone on on Orlando City first team? Mm, that's a good question. Um, probably Mauricio. Ooh, yeah. All right. Okay. Let's go. Um, if one player on your current team had to make a penalty kick to save your life, who is taking it? And you can <laughs> and you can it. answer yourself. Huh? You said what? It for sure. Yeah. You're taking yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're I trying missed, to record last year, so I'm sure people listening to this are like, "Ah, oh, you're crap. You should." But hey, in my career, that was like, the first. I think, I think that was the first you ever miss. missed. I think I've scored yes. like six or five, and six. I missed one. It was you a bad six six. one. You know, I'm going to, I messed up. I took a bad one, but I think I'm a good PK taker and, and I would step up again and take one. We, we defended you when they're like, why did Tesha take it? We're like, Tesha's never hey, missed. I'm sorry. That, that was it's, never missed. Check the stats, look, man. Yeah. yeah I messed yeah. up, or, but check the stats. And he did the one in the open cup too. You smashed that one. In the yeah, open yeah. cup PK. Okay. I, let, okay. I let it off for us. I think I've you scored did. like two or three already for Orlando. Like, you definitely yeah, shootouts, but yeah. All right. Now, the, on the flip side of that question, same question, but reverse. Uh, uh, which player? Is not taking it. You can't say Nani. It's not here. Yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say Nani. <laughs> Nani who's not. I'm gonna say Sebas. I'm not letting Sebas do it. I don't no. know he scored a golazo, <laughs> but I think he used all of his goal scoring for his entire <laughs> life to score that goal in Montreal last year. So, wow. yeah, Benji took him out too. Benji was like, he never scores in practice. <laughs> yeah. you, you know what's funny? Like, uh, so right before we played Montreal, we did. Uh, we had like this fun drill where everyone play, had to play out of position. So like field players were playing goalie, 
I was playing center back. Sebas was playing striker and he scored golosos like three of them in practice right, right before that game. Then he goes out and does it. So that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Why did Nani pick him for the skills competition at MLS? Right. Cause I was like, it must've been for that a reason. Just, I think right? the league picked, I think the league was, picked who they wanted. I don't think uh, I don't like them. Yeah. I got you. He didn't make any during the skills thing. So yeah. <laughs> <I'm wondering. laughs> they, they tried to set us up, man. They tried to set yeah. us up. Yeah. Right, he's the okay. man though. He's the if man, you could, not the goal scorer. Yeah. Okay. If, if you could sweep, Home and away, home and away sweep any team in MLS. But the caveat is those would be the only two wins you get the entire season. Which team are you sweeping? Atlanta for sure. Ooh, yeah, good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Yes, good answer. They take that low hanger free touch. So that was good. <laughs> <laughs> that was a softball. Hate right. that team, bro. Yeah. yeah. We go every year there, and yeah. we man, we've gone three times, and I am um, we're zero and three, and we're zero and three. Seven goals allowed and no goals scored. I mean, I don't we, know for bad luck. Touch over there, right? That was yeah, during was, COVID. There was during COVID. Oh, you guys couldn't go. And then there was a draw yes, before. The, the core, the problem is us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We're we're always right behind the goal. In the yeah, suite. we're not the supporter side. The other goal, we're right on the other there, side. So. All right, well, this year we're gonna pull it out for you guys. Thank you, man. Because we're going. <laughs> all right, that's 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 all we got. That's all we got. Good. Uh, good no, you got one. Who, who would who would who would save? Who would make a save for a PK that wasn't? That if you had a field player, etc. So a field player, if you had someone had to make a save for a PK to to save your life, who would you like to you know be the goalie for that? I mean, you already know it's Mister. I can do this poppy rodrigo Schlegel. oh it's too <laughs> <laughs> softball again my bad that's that a legendary good. moment in just right. like soccer history i can't uh, believe yeah. that actually happened like that's that's crazy is he just like it just seems so innocent and simple he's like i got this you know he just self-believe he's just he's just like he's one of the hardest working people i've ever met like he he works super hard and he's just like He's a workhorse, you know, so he's like, oh, you, somebody needs to do the dirty work of being goalie. Like, I am that guy, you know, like he's just he is a, a really just head down, grinded out kind of guy. You know, mm-hmm. he's a good guy. I heard a little bit of um, the recruiting. So someone was was, you know, they, they necessarily weren't like, you know, they, they were at a match watching someone. And then Rodrigo stood out because he like stuck his face and got like kicked in the face. But he, he threw his face on the ground to, to clear, clear, like stop a goal on the line or something. And he was just bleeding. And they're like, let's, you know, that guy's interesting. That's and that's kind of how he got on the map, I think. Yeah, he was, he was like, who the heck is that guy with the, that crazy guy with the scar on his head? Yeah. So. <laughs> Me and Rodrigo, actually, I think in like 2015, maybe 2016, uh, I was with FC Dallas and we went to argentina for preseason and so i have a picture of me playing against rodrigo from like 2016 no in preseason i'll find no. that one and post it but back in the that, day yeah you gotta find that man he must see he's a young looking fellow anyways he must have looked like a little kid there yeah he's very so, young so tesho i think that's we don't want to take too much of your time we've been here for uh for a while so if um you've been doing the tesho spaces at t- t- tuesdays with tesho you know tell us a little bit more about that how'd you got that started and what what do you intend to, to do and grow that yeah, so basically, I so right now I do a Twitter Spaces every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, um, and I just maybe I'll have a guest on, or I'll just be just saying, ask me anything, and just anybody can come up and talk to me, say whatever you want, pretty much. It, maybe if there's a topic, follow the topic. But my I started by just doing like ask me anything's on Twitter, and people could send me questions, and it, all of this is just I want to just show people like there's more to me and just an athlete to, to athletes in general than like just playing sports. Like I love soccer. Soccer is like, you know, a huge, the important thing in my life. 
but I also have a lot of other interests, you know, so I'd love to share that with people, um, just meet new people. And I've, I've got like really good feedback from, you know, people who are fans of Orlando or just like even random people that I've met on Twitter, like, Hey, it was really cool to like be able to talk to you. Um, and I've had, I've like learned cool things from talking to other people too. So I, I like that I can kind of build direct connections with people instead of having to go through like even like this podcast is great and you guys are going to have a lot of listeners who are going to hear me, but I think it's even cooler if they can, if they could hop on and talk yeah. right to me directly, you know? So that's what, that's what my show is like trying to directly connect with people. Um, so if anybody's listening Tuesdays, 8 PM, log on to Twitter, join my Twitter spaces and come talk to me. Like, don't be scared. I think sometimes people get scared. Come talk no matter who the guest is or if it's just me, I'd love to hear from you. Well, Tessa, we'd love to hear from you today. Great answer. We'll, we'll be joining those, those, tes- those, uh, the spaces, potential Tuesdays. And yeah, I definitely learned some stuff and then I felt a little bit judged. I'm like, man, I'm much older than you. And I'm like, I need to diversify. Like you, you can, you play strike, you can play on the way you can do a job. I'm like, I gotta try to diversify like, like Tesha. So thank, thank you for that. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate thank you. you for coming on. Thank yeah, you. man. You're great Thanks, dude. You're great. Um, you're an important player for us. And we're glad you're you're on, and uh, we look forward to, to rooting for you every week, man. Every match. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, and I, I really appreciate you guys uh, making this podcast. You know, it's hard work making a podcast, and I think it's it's a really valuable thing for our team and just for soccer in this country in general. So I appreciate you guys a lot. Thank, thank you. We appreciate thank it. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Well, I want to say thank you to Tesho at Kindeli. Uh, make sure you guys go check them out on Tuesdays, Tesho's uh, Tuesday, and then uh, go to Spaces. Spaces on Twitter Spaces there for Tesho. And once again, thank you, Tesho Akindeli, for uh, coming by Orlando Lions Den and being our guest uh, for uh, this week. And yeah, for real. It was great to talk to him. It was great to hear a lot about the about the club and about just everything that he's doing off the pitch too. And he, he stayed on with us even after we stopped recording and we talked about some other stuff too. He was telling us more about even wondering what people want to hear. He's very engaged with people and it's lovely to see from a very engaged and beloved player. Yeah, class, yes. class, class guy. Class appreciate act. your touch. Class acted. Uh, make sure you guys call Cowboy uh, Mason. Uh, mm-hmm. Make sure Cowboy Mason, you know, with his uh, combat boots coming to practice. Marlboro man. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's <laughs> go. Bro, mustache. That'd be awesome. Let's talk about the preview for uh, this week. It's a nationally televised game on Univision. It's going to be the LA Galaxy. We go visit Los Angeles and we visit Chicharito. And our former uh, Orlando City player, Shasha, Shasha, Kleistin. Uh, <laughs> uh, you never got his name right the whole time he was here. Sasha, Sasha, Sasha. Like, well, he, he, de- he definitely don't care to get it right now. I definitely don't care to get it right now. Uh, 50 years old and still playing, but that's good. Trying to get those assists records that he is trying to break his own record. But we got LA Galaxy. Uh, what do you guys think? What's the outcome? I personally think that we're going to come out and we're going to knock the Chicharito off his boots and we're going to beat the heck out of LA. I go three to one on this. Uh, I think uh, this is going to be, uh, put us right back in the talk and try and get these fans, um, motivated. And, you know, we got two games 
away, Portland being the, the, the following week, you know, so we play in LA and they go to Portland, we get six points out of this. I'll be happy. And the panic button uh, gets lost again in uh, translation. Uh, let's go to um, Eddie. What are your thoughts? Man, I thought week? I was optimistic. Three to one. Ooh, that's, that's a lot. Um, I'm going to say, I said it on Twitter. I'm trying to be optimistic and all that stuff. Um, that we're going to surprise on one of these two games. I think Portland's better than the Galaxy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two to one, but I'm gonna say you know look they they're creating we're averaging ten shots a match, they're averaging sixteen. Okay, they their possess our possession numbers are about the same, but they got two point seven good chances credit. We're just one point three mostly mostly because of a fire match, um. But they also they also have, you know, they have some speed. They got Raheem Edwards got three assists already, you know. So he he's a guy who's you know his his pace can be can be a threat outside for us. But one thing we got to look out for is in the in the air and long balls. Surprisingly, they um they the fifty six percent long ball percentage that they play. So those second balls, those knockdown balls, we have to do we have to do to do okay. At, we have to do good at we have to do well against that. We had, we did pretty, pretty good with that. And with the fire with Chris Bilko, he, they were doing the same, knocking it down, but a couple of times he, he did a good job and got on the, on some crosses, put you know, and Orlando was again, that second ball. And, and then we were losing in the midfield battle and there was transition opportunities. So we have to, we need a big, another big match processor. We need the midfield to play tight. And um, I would like us to, to come out with that, with that high press, like we did against Chicago, to get a goal but i don't want us to park it after that so i want us to to two to zero and then they get one back and take it from there so i say surprise orlando manages it right they see that you got to pick up points wherever you can we've been pretty decent on the road under pareja i think we just like mls is weird you lose to teams you shouldn't lose to and you beat teams they don't expect you to this is that week we shouldn't have beat lost to cincinnati and we're going to beat the galaxy all right alex all righty well it's a little weird looking at LA's results so far. They've, they've had very close matches, all three. They've barely beaten New York and their post stamp post postage stamp uh, banner. They've, they beat Charlotte despite Charlotte having 75,000 people on quite the goal too, quite the shocker. And then they got tested against Seattle. So they're going to keep it tight. They've, they do have, the pieces to give us a run for our money, but we're still coming together. I'm not feeling as optimistic as you guys. I think this is a get a couple goals and get a point out of LA. I'm thinking uh two, two draw uh, goals from, I'm going to keep saying Cara until it happens goals from Caro and Cara. And I think Tesha is going to come in late and score the decisive draw. All righty. All right, Cleon. Oh, this is easy for me. Three three draw. Man, three three. Dang. Three three. Man, three, three. three. The game starts you know at three you know thirty. It's no, we, got three three. We just, we just lost we just lost to FC Cincinnati. So actually, let me take one of these goals off the board. Three two three two win Orlando City. Oh, I can't. Goals, you go. goals come in. Goals come in from Pato. Mm. I'm gonna go Pato, mm. Cara, and you're gonna go Benji, aren't you? Mauricio, you're gonna do it. I want to do it so bad. Mauricio, 
Mauricio! And, 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 and Juan, Juan gets two assists in this redemption game. Wow. Hey, I like that. Wow. I like it. Hey, that first goal, Pato's first goal don't happen without Juan, buddy. And Kyle Smithing in there for that one. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. It's, uh, it's shout-out time. We're getting, I mean, it's been a long, hung pod, you know, talking to Tesha and everything. So we got to go to shout-outs. Shout-out goes to Eddie first. Oh, man, I'm not sure if I got one. Okay. You know what, Alex, you're going to defer to you on this one because I'm kind of formulating one. The one I, the one I have, uh, I don't know if I want to do it. It's that bad. Okay. So, Alex, you go first. I'm going to self-edit for a second. This is going to be my last podcast as a unmarried man, as a yeah, um, I will, I will not be able to be on the next couple of weeks for obvious reasons. I will actually be getting married during the, during the Portland match. So I'm paid FTO, by the way, Alex, yep. from us, the podcast is letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll, I'll just have to make a couple. I, I I'm going to bank that. I'm only going to have to make one extra appearance because of the appearance I already made on that indecipherable Scottish podcast. <laughs> that's, that was, that was worse. Yes. That, that's one. one. <laughs> so yeah, this is my last. Um, and I just want to say it's been real, but I shout out to my bride, Kayla. I love you. I'm, I know you're listening because for some reason you've taken an interest in soccer because she's marrying you. Married she, she loves me that much. There you go. And thank you very much. And I'm looking forward to spending a wonderful time just celebrating getting married and not looking at my phone during both the Portland game and the United States men's national team games that both fall on my wedding day. The no. United States men's national team is going to qualify for the World Cup for the first time in eight years on my wedding day. And I'm going to, I'm going to take that to my grave. So there you go. Yeah. Start off good. Well, and I'm not going to see a minute of it. Yes. Yeah, I love her that much. Yeah. You go. Hey, hey, have you come hey, up hey, with your shout out yet or no? Uh, no, no. You got one special one. Can I go last? I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Hey, 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 here, here, you know, to, to Kayla and, uh, Congrats, 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 congrats. Fantastic. Nice, nice, nice young lady. I'm, uh, I met her in uh, Atlanta when, when they all came up. That was her all first right. soccer Great match team. ever. Really? I didn't yes. know that. Yeah. Then wow. we lost. Oh, mm-hmm. and then we, the way we behave, too? Damn, man, what an introduction. This is my All right. When you get beer poured all on. All right, let me, get, let me get this shout out in. Let me get this shout out. All right, I'm going to do a shout out to, uh, 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 to the glass, glass repair business. <laughs> I'm hearing I'm hearing this going I'm hearing this going through hard times hard times not because of COVID but because Jal Moutinho has played three straight 90s oh Pato Pato has played 90 <laughs> wow. and guess what we ain't made out of glass no more Oh. We made out of steel, baby. Oh my god! Out of steel, and ain't no more glass, Mister Glass Man. You could take you could take the rest of the year off because it ain't happening. Wow. It ain't happening. It's not happening. Stay Damn, light, safe light pack it man, up. Why did you have to bring that? Safe up? light pack it up. If Joe gets hurt next week, JJ, five seasons in, and this guy still contract year, right? JJ, it's ain't no bro. It's contract year. Contract Juju doesn't exist in contract years. 
Both yeah. of them in that contract year, and guess yeah. what? Haven't you learned? Ain't haven't no glass, you learned? Ain't I've breaking. learned. This ain't Stone Cold Steve Austin. They coming through that door. He ain't breaking that glass this season. It's uh, not happening. It's going it's down. Good. This guy's going with the unbreakable shout out. Oh my goodness! All right, All right. guys, I'm going to go. Eddie. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and just say what I say. Okay, look, for some of you guys, um, just like. As many, if you can go to a match live, please go. Okay, there's a difference going to live, and then not everyone can go. People live in different places. Alex lives hours away. He's so. If I, uh, you people yeah, so frustrate like, me. Yeah, people here. Like I've said it before, yuppies. Like their section's empty. Show up. They're, whatever's happening in your Winter Park soirée is not cooler than Orlando City. Okay, and then and then the same people, you know, who who decide, you know, whatever to not go i don't know they're on oc facebook they're on different stuff and they're making the biggest noise if, if you you can't see why fagundo torres was was as as valued as he facebook. was yeah if you can't see what marisha brings to the table it, you just i don't know if you know anything about soccer i don't know how else to say it okay so you know you lay off of fifa take fifa off for a little bit you know it's not fun it's real life, you know, watch them, watch, you know, watch them Andres Iniesta tape, you know, watch my, 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 you know, pending champions league arsenal, you know, with the young kids <laughs> going. Yeah. Fourth place, baby. What's up? You know, take a look at a little, you know, take a look at a little Martin Odegaard, take a look at some, some, you know, some other players. Look, you want to look at wingers like a Mo Salah and Mane for Liverpool shout out for you guys, you know, you or get beat on Wednesday or any of, the, any, any of the, you know, or man Brazil or man city, you know, Portugal, man city, AKA, uh, or, or we got Portugal, a team, man city and Portugal B team wolves. Right. JJ. So, you know, just and, through and, saying and team C, you know, Manchester United. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah. Ronaldo, Ronaldo, you know, Bruno you Fernandez. Know? So, so like, if you don't, if you don't know, like if you don't, if you don't, if you don't know, you're not watching, you don't get it. Just say, I don't get it. Don't say, don't say, don't give your opinion. Just say, I don't understand what I'm watching. Can someone enlighten me? Okay. And then that, that's, that's my shout out. So speaking of enlightening, so I'm going to give some enlightenment. It's like, okay, let, let's end this messy Ronaldo. Who's the goat. Okay. Because last time I checked, Messi did not get Tom Brady out of retirement just for meeting him Damn one time. <laughs> so, Pessy can't do that. He's out, there, he's, out there, he's out there choking in the, the Champions League. Sorry, he's, he's out there choking. In the and then, then Ronaldo. Ronaldo's out there. He told, he he told Brady. Mine. Brady said, Brady said, is it possible to have too much cosmetic surgery where you can't be a top athlete? And Ronaldo's like, I just scored a hat trick on Spurs. I don't know why I made him sound like Rue from Despicable Me, but that's my version. <laughs> um, yeah, so he just scored. He, he single-handedly demolished Spurs. Um, and then Tom Brady, you know, he was like, you know, I'm back, baby. And that was it. So, anyways, JJ, sorry. Well, well you just stole mine. So, uh, <laughs> at, you know, basically I was going to say, Sue, Sue. And your yeah. Buck fans, you better be happy that Cristiano Ronaldo talked to Tom Brady to come on back because he, soccer boy, the GOAT, told the other GOAT, if I can do it still, you can do it. So guess mm -hmm. what? Brady, you're back in Tampa Bay. We Thank back, you, baby. Cristiano Ronaldo. Glazer. And real quick, guys, real quick, on a serious Glazer family collaboration. <laughs> Hold on, seriously, on WWE fans. Rest in peace, oh, Razor yeah. Ramon. You just uh hey yo. Hey yo. It's hey, for yo. you, brother. 
I, NWO. When say I hello to was, the bad guy. Yeah, when I found out he was a Hispanic, I was like, he's Hispanic in my heart. Because growing up, it was. Hey, he, I don't say he was that. Don't guy. say that. He's Hispanic, bro. Yeah, don't for real, that. man. He he's got. I, that's, it, that's 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 Orlando right there. True yeah. Orlando, Chiliota boy. That's Scott true. Hall. Scott Hall. R.P. Scott Hall. Rest in peace, brother. And on that note, thank you, Tesho Akindeli, for coming on. Until next week, it's Orlando Lions Den. Till next week, vamos Orlando. Vamos Orlando. Thanks for listening to the Orlando Lions Den podcast. Until next time, be sure to check us out on Twitter and Facebook and at OrlandoLionsDen.com.